If you're talking sports, it's the matchup. Mickey, here with Zizzy. Yeah, we cutting it up. Just a couple athletic enthusiasts. You know what it is. The Mickey Zizzy Podcast. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Mickey Zizzy Podcast, where we disappear and you think we're done, and we're right back with episode 31. We're talking about football and living it here in season four. Ready, as always, to dive right back into the NFL playoffs, past and present. But first, of course, this podcast is brought to you by none other than Pinnacle Supplementation. Make sure you reach your Pinnacle. Check out PinnacleSup.com for all of your fitness and wellness needs. Supplements, vitamins, merchandise, you know the deal. Use that Mickey Zizzy discount code. And also, as always, check out our man G for three on YouTube. That is our man Grant Anderson. You already know this guy is the pickup court globe trotter, the secret sauce shooter, the smucker smack talker, OBL extraordinaire, 1v1 basketballer, Mickey Hines. Welcome back, my guy. Talk to me nice. Playoffs. Playoffs. I want to come on to this episode mad as can be. I want to be upset, but sometimes. All you need is love to blow another Packers playoff chance. I'm sorry I got to say it. That's also why I'll be mad this episode. Uh, end all, be all. We got a lot to unpack, obviously, from the past two weeks of playoffs. That's on us. Life gets busy. We're trying, y'all. We're trying to get that consistency is key. Uh, just some things came up. Uh, snow days, crazy stuff here in Iowa. But, Zizzy, hit me with your person of the week real quick. Mark Mason, person of the week. The Mark Mason person. Of the week, this week is going to go to Harper Giles. Uh, he's been killing it uh, lately, you know, juggling some long weeks, some long hours between work and being back in school. Uh, we all know, I mean, I know you're you're still doing a master's grind. I mean, come on now. We know how doing work and doing school can be. But uh, just doing that, and then when I have seen him at work, because he's even just on the side, he's been doing some painting jobs. He's been fixing up the stairs at the building. Like he's just a handyman around everywhere. But he's, it's just been a bright spot seeing him around at work, even if it's just a few minutes. So uh, on top of that, he's been pushing me to get back in the gym more consistently. So we always appreciate that, whether he knows it or not. So I mean, just sometimes you know, it's just good to shout out somebody that's motivating you, doing good for you in your life. So Harper Giles. Hey man, yeah, get back to the gym so you can be an elite football player down there. Hey, we're hey, we're here, baby. We're here. Flag football starts on Sunday. Oh, snap. The first statistic. We might have to break down your game so we get some film on here on the podcast. Um, no, I'll continue on with my Mark Mason first week is actually going to be Lee Weijin. He's a fellow coach of mine and also the uh CEO founder, whatever you want to call it, of non-typical sighting. I got some of his merch uh during football season. And you see all the kids wearing it. It's awesome. So I'm happy to support him and his business. He does sighting. And it's like non-typicals for like the deer antlers. I learned a little bit something new about deers. But also I wanted to mention him was I had a rough game last week on Friday, Zizzy, and went to double overtime. And guess what? It was the rivals. It was Craig versus Berg. It was, okay. oh, my goodness. And he was chirping on me about some calls and whatnot. But I just look at him. I smile. Like, once you know somebody in the fans, like, I just get a whole lot more relaxed. Like, I know he can. Like, I know he's going to have my back no matter what the call I make. So, uh, it was awesome that, to see him. Until, and until the day me. he's not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I like uh, I like the heckle from uh, Lee. So, thank you very much for that. But, uh, yeah, that game, they didn't guard the dude for three shot it made it to go into overtime and then to go into double overtime they went up for a layup no one went and tried to block them score the layup I was like oh my goodness here we go uh so absolutely crazy Where's the I, I, I i'm just a ref dude i cannot coach up teams i'm not telling teams when to call timeouts i'm looking for it 
but end all be all. Uh, that's my Mark Mason person of the week. That's awesome. No, we love that. Uh, especially when somebody's finally digging at you a little bit. It's about time. You've been riding so high, Nikki. You've been riding oh, so I high. I got a lot of beef. A lot of, woof, man, they were ruthless. Um, <laughs> ruthless. Did you make a questionable call? There might have been a few. I mean, when you play six quarters of basketball, you're not going to get every call. You're going to miss a few things. I, I, I probably he missed. He said I'm game. tired. He said I'm tired. I don't get tired, Jake. <laughs> Um, but let's get right into it because we have so much to talk about and we're going to talk playoffs and I see you're wearing purple. I am also wearing purple. There was a man who wants to be on this podcast and he was as an interviewee and there he is Jacob Watkins, the Ravens fan. He spoke it into existence here on the Mickey's Izzy podcast and he is back to back up his talk. Look at the stadium in the background. Get excited. (laughs) Welcome back to the pod. Let's go. Welcome back, buddy. Ooh, can y'all hear me? You sure yeah, can. Yeah, we got you. Looks buddy. like it. Clear. See, his Sick, sound is louder and clear. He's got the nice headphones. That's what we Not need. Not even, bro. This is all the mirage. Don't oh, even pay oh, attention. Oh, so it's just the atmosphere. We got the echo. It's no, the Zach, I had to prove phone. that you need to come pick this microphone up for me so you can use it because I sound so <laughs> great right now. It it's going to sit in my closet waiting for you. But, fellas, no, it's, it's great to be back. It's a bad day to be a Lamar Jackson hater. Great time to be a Ravens fan, and I'm, I'm just happy to be back under these circumstances. You know, I'm going to start off because I was not on the hype train early on when we first had you on. And later on, I think it was like week three or something like that, I had to change up my Super Bowl bet. Uh, I always get a jersey because the Bengals were doing so bad, and I was hyping up the Bengals. And boy, was I wrong. Granted, Joe Burrow got hurt. But now I got to get a Zay Flowers and a Tyler Linderbaum jersey if the Ravens win. Like, that's what I've put on the line. So I'm rooting for it. That's more jerseys in the uh, closet for me. So I've, I've, I've hopped along the train. I know Zizzy has kind of let me talk them all up. But I just have to say, like, you called it out. It was awesome. Yeah, hey, bring it back. All I'm just saying is, like, when the, when somebody – sometimes you got to ride the train. Like, I'm glad to be on it, at least for this season. Obviously, Jacob, being a lifelong fan, you get to attest to this, uh, especially just like I know the group chats are popping off. I know you're loving giving it to some of the guys as well. But this is this is just a big-time moment for the Ravens in general. But it also, and some would say a career-defining moment in the game coming up. But just in general, tell me how you're feeling about the Ravens and everything that has happened to this point. It's a sticky situation because the Chiefs are the Chiefs, right? I mean, this is very similar feeling to 2010 through 12 when we were up against like the Patriots, Peyton Manning on his various teams every year. And back then, I just got used to being the underdog, you know, and I've been talking all season like I miss that feeling. Um, Even though we're favored by every metric out there, I mean, it still feels a little bit like underdog type mentality just because of the dynasty that they've been these last few years you can never sleep on Patrick Mahomes Um, but going into it confident you know after everything I've seen this season there's been other games that it's like you know a little bit of a feeling going into it like this may not go our way Miami being one of them sorry Zach 49ers being another on Christmas but I mean how many times does this team have to go up against supposedly a better team not even on paper just in people's hearts and minds a better team and completely wipe the floor with them i mean it's it's happened let's see nine games (laughs) two touchdowns at least nine opponents at least winning by two touchdowns all against winning teams and that that doesn't even count the staff for potential records against losing teams so you know, it's just one of those games where Patrick Mahomes is always going to be Patrick Mahomes until someone knocks him off. But, you know, if the shitty Bengals could do it a few years ago, why not us? 
You know, I couldn't have said it better myself with the Chiefs. We said that when they play the Dolphins, like, and when they play the Bills. They're the Chiefs. They're going to find a way. They're going to muster it out. They are with the New England Patriots, like you said earlier. Now, the Ravens, I, I think they can do it. They've just played so phenomenal. Ever since they kind of got that top seed in the AFC, they've just been grinding. And on paper, they're great. I've hyped up Zay Flowers since fantasy football. Like, we first had our first talk. <laughs> I loved it. This is my guy. sleeper. And he has came alive as wide receiver one. And isn't there potential of Mark Andrews coming back? Or is that just still a That's rumor? the talk. He, he he was supposed to be back last week. That's what everyone was getting their hopes up for. That's actually but, you know, sleeping giant, wake him up. Exactly. Like, you're going to get just him. Just time. And Plus with like, Isaiah likely peaking, you know, just absolute stud so far. So, I mean, everything is aligning. We're healthier than we've been in years, you know. All the coaching changes seem to work out for the better, both on behind-the-scenes strength and conditioning side and on the field. I mean, defense is playing out of their damn mind. Offense obviously looks a lot more consistent and more of a mixed approach than we saw under Greg Roman. You know, if, if, if we didn't get out to an early lead and just run the ball the rest of the game, chances are we weren't going to win that game in, in the regime of years past. But now, I mean, Todd Munkin is dicing up everything. He tried to get a little bit too creative last week in the first half, got back to the basics, and, you know, we saw what happened. After that Lamar look going into the tunnel, we just knew. We just knew, man. Yeah, I know. He ran off, and I was like, run, Forrest, run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, come on now. And, I mean, the Ravens are the one seed for a reason this year, right? And, I mean, I got to say that going into this game, like, more than any other year, like, I believe in Lamar, and I, I believe in this defense a little bit more, especially because of that linebacker core. I mean, Rokon Smith, Patrick Queen. They might be the best linebacker duo in the league. There right? is no might I mean, in that state. I, I mean, yeah, I would agree with you there. I mean, I'm just saying, I'm sure there's others that would try and argue, but I'm telling you right now, these are the best, this is the best duo in the league. Jadavion Clowney, Malik Harrison kind of rounding that group out. I mean, come on. They've been playing stout football. It's been amazing to watch. I mean, Lamar just throughout the season, man. I mean, we're talking over 3,600, almost another thousand yard season on the ground. 30-plus total touchdowns. I mean, this is the guy he proves it this year. I mean, this is, what, um, against the Texans, right? It's 34 to 10. They come out, yeah, a little bit slower, like you said, Jacob. But we can we can attest that to maybe some bye week rust. You know, we're fine. After that, oh, okay, I'm going to be the first person ever to have 100-plus yards, both passing and rushing, and have two-plus touchdowns on each side. Like, come on, man. That, that that's, that's just storybook, uh, it's storybook time. For Lamar Jackson moving forward, I love what I love what's going on. You stifle like a very promising CJ Stroud and his weapons that are young and upcoming. We can talk about them as well if we want to, but they're only scores a punt return touchdown. Like this is I feel so good about the Ravens actually going in this game more than any other team I probably could uh, that I could probably feel like going against the Chiefs. And yeah. real quick, and then I'll let you have the floor here. The one thing I wanted to say was the AFC North was good. They were probably the best division in football with the Cleveland Browns being a staple, the Steelers still making it, and the Bengals probably could have made it. They were knocking on the door with Jake Browning. And for the Ravens to be the best of the best in the AFC North really proves, like, go up against anybody because guess what? Kansas City has had problems. And we've seen it. We've talked about it. You see it everywhere with all the drops and whatnot. And, yeah, Kelsey and him kind of found it. But, like, they have problems right now, and that defense I don't think can handle uh, the Ravens. So I think it's going to be – I'm kind of with Zizzy. This is probably the easiest time where you see you're playing against Kansas City Chiefs. you got to go with the Baltimore Ravens. 
Yeah. And honestly, it's nice to have y'all, you know, kind of having to support by default. You know, that's kind of how the vibe has been in the group chats. Like nobody wants to cheer for the Chiefs at this point. So it's either cheering for the dynasty or cheering for the other option, which in this case happens to be my team. So that feels good. Y'all both look good in purple. So I'm, I'm honestly surprised it's taken you this long to get a Ravens jersey. Uh, but the more hey, the merrier. Hey, I mean, come on now. I can't I can't just cheat on the team. You know how it goes for me. There's no cheating, but you know, there's there's nothing wrong with having a little side piece from time to time yeah, when your team true, lets you down. True. I do like a little throwback jersey randomness, but hey, Mickey's got his jersey bets. You're not wrong. Oh yeah. Now I'm just like, how have, have you been on Cloud Nine like ever since? Like for you to come on the podcast and just call it like call it how it is. Like how I love the shot been? call. It must be nice. I don't know good. what it's like to win in the playoffs and to win playoff games. Like, how's it been? <laughs> you know, it's strange because when I first became a fan of the team, you know, Joe Flacco was in his rookie season. Harbaugh was in his rookie season as the coach. They, they went to the AFC Championship their first year. So my first, like, real memories as a Ravens fan were just, like, this period of success, which was then capped off by a Super Bowl win. So getting to the playoffs, winning in the playoffs, that's it's just kind of expected in the Ravens culture at this point. And the last few years have strangely not humbled the franchise. Like, like we, we still expect greatness. I mean, with Lamar, with Lamar being injured, there's always that excuse of like, what could have happened, you know, but he, like I said, team's yeah. been healthy this year since the very first time I came on here with you guys, it, it wasn't about numbers. It wasn't about, you know, strategy stats. Like I said, it was all about vibes and the vibes have been so high this year throughout the entire organization. Everybody gets along. Everybody seems like a, a, a true best friend in there. When Zay Flowers walked on with that big smile on draft day and kept that smile on his face all season, like that is that is the visual oh. representation of the vibes with the Ravens right now. And Lamar has strangely been kind of the exact opposite. You know, when he was younger, we'd blow out the Patriots, beat the Seahawks on Sunday night, whatever it looks like. And he'd be jumping up and down on the sideline looking excited, which he should have fun. But he's grown so much, and you see that in his demeanor. Like, look at that face he made at halftime, you know, walking into the tunnel as they were kneeling the ball at the end of the half. Like, he has been that locked in all season. The entire team has been raving about it. And I, I, I don't think that he is settled as far as making it to the AFC Championship game for the first time in his career. He wants to win it. We've forgotten the last two seasons. Early in Lamar's career, there was that Mahomes, Lamar, Ravens, Chiefs debate. And they had our number for the first two times, and we had already overcome that giant. We beat them, I think, one or two times straight in the regular season. Regular season win is a regular season win. Only really counts in the playoffs. But we have gone up against them toe-to-toe when they've had a better roster and beaten them. And Lamar looks good every single time we play the Chiefs. And that that has been the one missing piece with every playoff loss the last few years is Lamar has an off game or, you know, against the Titans, maybe the receivers drop like nine passes throughout the game. But typically, if Lamar plays well, especially with the defense we have now, I don't really see a way that we lose. And he always plays his best games against the Chiefs. So as scary as going up against the juggernaut can be, you just can't help but go into this weekend confident. Yeah, his demeanor. I mean, he looks like he looks ready. I mean, that's the final piece of the puzzle. I mean, he's won an MVP. He's proven it being a one seed. They've won playoff games. Now it's time to win the big one, you know, or at least go in their sense. And, you know, like you said, like it's always been the Chiefs and then, Lamar or Chiefs and Josh Allen, Chiefs and Joe Burrow. So it's kind of like a revolving door of those teams. But like Lamar's always been there. And now he's actually got the help with Odell and uh, even a strong running game with Gus Edwards. And uh, who's the backup? Not And, and they got Dalvin Cook. Uh, Justice Hill. 
Hell, hell yeah. And it's Dalvin Cook thing. if he wants to show up. You let, know? Let, yeah, let that Dalvin like. got a lot more carries last week. He looked good with his, you know, seven touches last week. You know, the first one popped off for like 15, 20, and yeah. he had maybe one to the line of scrimmage. But for the most part, garbage time looked pretty decent for him. But that's but sometimes you're going to have to run out the football, run out time. Like, I, I imagine the Ravens being up in this game in the fourth quarter, you got to be able to run the football, which you can do that with Lamar anyway. But they've proven mm-hmm. with the plethora of backs, the three backs they have. Uh, they can get it done, but it's yeah, crazy to think that I mean, we started the season with high hopes for J.K. Dobbins. Uh, I haven't thought about hey, that man stop, in eight hey, weeks. Uh, God bless his soul. Man's got, Sorry, Zach. Go ahead. Worst, uh, man's got the worst <laughs> luck I've ever seen. But no, I mean it. It is just a kind of a vibe thing. Even just the post game interviews. I mean, I'll be sending new stuff on Instagram. Just little clips of Lamar talking and be like, "This, this is the guy. This is why you want him around your team. This is why you want him leading the squad." Type of stuff. Um, but from there, I mean, this like there's still the Chiefs. I know that we've been over here hyping up the Ravens. I gotta stop, and you still gotta give them credit. At the end of the day, yes, they have they have had their problems, but they've kind of gotten together, gotten it together in the playoffs, which they always kind of have. I mean, Mahomes at least, yes, he's had the wide receiver drops and the issues, but he's found consistency in Rasheed Rice. He's always had that go to, and Travis Kelsey. I mean, Kelsey pops off with his two touchdown game last week. And, I mean, he's had no turnovers through two uh, two games in the playoffs. Clean football helps you win. I do believe in the Ravens' defense, so it's going to be it's gonna be a tough matchup. I'm excited to see what happens, man. But the Ravens – the Chiefs have to play their best football. They can oh, yeah. No, I'm not. Yeah, they, I still expect – I expect the Ravens to win. I'm just saying. too cold in Kansas City. That's why they beat Miami. Josh Allen had chances to go win the football game, throw short, Stephon Diggs drops. There was more than one play, a Tyler Bass missed field goal. There's more than one play that could have resulted in points for him. The Bills let that one slip. So they play anything like that. They had about a bunch of teams play. in the playoffs. Come on now, and L's an L. I, I'm just trying to – I'm going with the Ravens, obviously. Uh, I got my boy Jack O'Cochran on the Chiefs, but, like, Ravens, I'm bleeding it. I'm going with it, so – Anything else? No, we're, going, we're going with the Ravens. I'm just saying, like, I just feel like we we really pumped it up for a second, and then I had to kind of remember, like, you know, it is still Patrick Mahomes. Like, you know, the guy hasn't had a turnover yet. Like, this could be just set up for an absolute thriller, which is what we want, but I'm still going to pick the Ravens here. It is. I'm hoping for a little bit of relaxation after halftime. I don't know. Like, hey, hey, yeah, a, a good game is great, thing. but when, it, when everything's on the line, it's – just put them to sleep, man. Put them to sleep and, and beat their face in for the last two and a half quarters, honestly. Honestly. Yeah. No, it's, what you, it's all you can hope for. I mean, as a person that experienced that in the first round of the playoffs, yeah, it's just pretty – it's it's pretty much just all you have to do. Just take the complete will out of the opponent. So. We will redeem you, my friend. Ooh, redemption has been put on the table. Now, yes. anything else, Jacob, about your – Score predictions. What Ooh. you guys got? Ooh, you know, as much as I love both, thirty-eight twenty-one. I was gonna type it up. No, I don't. Thirty-eight twenty-one. Woo! Nah, I'm gonna go twenty. I'm gonna go twenty seventeen. Are you saying that's thirty-eight is too high of a score for for Baltimore? I'm saying. I think everybody's going to be hyping up these offenses because it's Lamar and their offense, and then the Chiefs' defense, uh, Chiefs' offense as well, with Mahomes and Kelsey and Rasheed and all them. But these are two of the best defenses in the league. Um, defense 
the Chiefs have the youngest and I think top three defense in the league statistically. And the Ravens, I mean, I can't get on here and hype up the linebacker core and then say they're going to get completely smacked. So I'm going to go a 20 to 17 game Ravens win. That's a little low. Just to say 38, you know, I, I my, my prediction won't be that high. It, it's the playoffs. <laughs> People play harder. The Chiefs do have a good defense. But to say it's out of the question, I mean, 33-19, 49ers. 37-31, Rams. 56-19, uh, Dolphins. Wow, oh, okay. okay. Um, and and, and 34-10, Texans now. last week. So 30 definitely isn't out of the question, but – you know, the Chiefs have something to play for. They always do. That defense does look better than it has in years past. So uh, 28-13, two field goals, and a touchdown for Mahomes if he's lucky. Okay. I love it. I love it. Talk it into existence. Let's get it, baby. Flock up. Here's up. Flock, Flock up. Appreciate up. you guys. Hey, appreciate you. Thanks again, Jacob, for joining the podcast. Uh, now you're going to have to be a reoccurring guest now because two I'm times. always here, bro. Looking forward. Next time, we'll all wear our Ravens jerseys. Hey, we'll be we happy. got you. We got you. I expected you to come on, but hey, you sitting at the bank. It's all good. Yep, absolutely. And hey, before I leave, guys, I just want to say officially, um, I was first on this. Let's see. You can't really. Oh, he's got But I'm pretty sure that says July 5th, 2023 at plus 1800. So um, just two more games to go, fellas. We got this. Let's go. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, he's not the one. The truth will be revealed Sunday, 3 p.m. Peace out, fellas. Peace <laughs> out. Oh, my goodness. Jacob absolutely crushed Dude, it. Oh, my soul. That was that was, that was electric. That's why we have more. He got the bet from July. He said, I got my receipts. Uh, <laughs> no, that's awesome. Uh, it's crazy that he came on the podcast and really spoke all this into existence. We've already talked about it, Yank. Should we transition to the other teams? Yeah, games? absolutely. Keep it going. Oh, my soul. Uh, you know what? Let's just keep this incredible vibe going. I'm going to tell you why I'm mad. All right? Why are you mad? Why are you mad? Why are you Packers mad? go womp on the Cowboys, 48 to 32. Jordan Loves has – You're mad about the whomping? Yes. All right, Aaron Jones had three touchdowns. He was a beast. I, I actually do kind of like Aaron Jones. And then they go a very, very close one, 24-21 against San Francisco. They do lose. But here's the thing, Yank. It's sad when the Chicago Bears Super Bowl every year is to win the playoff when the Packers lose in the playoffs. All right. And I was sweating because if I had to go a whole nother week with them in the NFC Championship after taking down the Super Bowl contending San Francisco 49ers against a Lions team where in, in the past history has been leaning Green Bay, I might have cried. All right. Yes, I get it. I'm going to be upsetting Packers fans, but it's who I am as a Bears fan. And I have to stay true to who I am. I was livid at the Cowboys. Cowboys just have a good year. Right, but no, no, you're not right. Can't do it. McCarthy should stay. McCarthy should stay. I don't think it's on McCarthy by any means. Dak, they just kind of the defense got outplayed. It was more Lafleur. It was Lafleur beat McCarthy and Dan Quinn as the defensive coordinator because there were so many wide open dudes in that ball game. Wide open tight ends, backside play action, all this crazy stuff. So I still think you keep McCarthy because he's had twelve win seasons, and we'll talk about oh the coaching thing still irks me. And Matt Lafleur, I'm sorry. You are the heart and soul of that Green Bay Packers team. You're awesome. Him and Aaron Jones are the only – and A.J. Dillon because he's the quad father. Those three dudes I actually like on the Packers, everyone else. Nunya, talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
See, what I thought you were like talking about being mad, it was like why they got to go beat the Cowboys just to lose to the Niners. It was like, dude, they gave them a good game. No, I didn't realize you're just upset because the Packers are like, they want to stay. Yeah. They're, like, they're here to stay, man. Like, uh, unfortunately, I think what we learned in the playoffs is that Jordan Love is is next. He's just the next in line. Um, unfortunately, it looks like they found their next 10-plus year guy. And, and they're young, dude. And they get to build around him. And when you go to the second round of the playoffs, when you're that young, typically bodes well for success. However, it doesn't mean it's the end for you. I mean, you guys have talent building. I just talk. Keep Lions, talking about the that. Lions are fine. I'm just saying they, they, yeah. But no, Jordan Love. I mean, he absolutely proved himself that game against the Cowboys. I mean, the the back shoulder throws, the off balance throws, the falling away. Like if some of them, it was just annoying because it's like as a defender, you're like he's right there, and then it's just somehow a dot for thirty yards, and then okay, cool. Um, a lot of breakdowns defensively, pretty big letdown. But again, to me, that's just that's the Cowboys story. So it kind of makes sense. The scary one was, like you said, was the Niners, dude. Like coming down to the wire, definitely had opportunities to win that game as well, if you ask me. Um, a lot of goal line stands. That's where defense wins championships. And that's why they're moving on. But I mean, they played it tough. They played it well. Um Jordan Love finally made the mistake of a rookie, but still, just a rookie, growing pains moving forward, they'll be just fine. Anything else about them? Like I said, that's why I was mad. I'm happy they lost. Um, San no, Fran. I, I understand it now. I'm just, I get it that you're just upset. You're just expressing yourself. The thing so. about San Francisco is they don't look like that good. Like they look like they what? can be stopped versus a good defense like Detroit. My predictions of the Super Bowl is coming out of the AFC at this point. It's going to be the Ravens or the Chiefs, Yank. Like, I will stick to that. Whoever wins out of the AFC will win it because I do not believe in Detroit, nor do I believe in San Francisco after the Green Bay situation. Now, if San Francisco goes and plays the way they can against Detroit, then we'll change the script. But as of right now, I'm going with that because San Francisco has some holes in that offense without Debo. And Brock Purdy, I don't think, is the dude. And is if we're comparing Jared Goff to Brock Purdy, I don't know about Debo. I'm taking Jared Goff, and it's crazy for me to say that the Lions might be in the Super Bowl. Like, that's absolutely crazy words coming out of my mouth. Yeah, I mean, that's a whole other story. For me, the Niners, it's going to come down to Brock Purdy, man. Yep. And, it's gonna, and, I mean, I'm not saying that he's a bad quarterback. I think he is great, but – even in this NFC championship game, like you're going against Jared Goff. Jared Goff's been to a Super Bowl. Jared Goff's been there. And he's been playing better this season than he ever has. Like I got way more confidence in him than I do in Brock Purdy. And that's what's going to have me leaning towards the Lions. Plus just the fact that like, who doesn't want to see the Lions make it at this point? Come on. Like MCDC, it's pretty cool. It's an amazing story. He's a coach that makes me want to run through a wall. But then just like, I mean, the story to get there, you have to play against Stafford. That was electric. Him coming in, running into the booze in the stadium. Like, brother, come on. Um, so that was awesome. And then this past game, I mean, Tampa Bay. I mean, hats off to them. Hats off to Baker Mayfield, which we love that. I remember we were big Baker Mayfield podcast at one point. I always have been. You've kind hey, of. Hey, man, I'm just bit. saying. Just saying. Glad to see him has some success. Sucks that I ended on a pick, but still. Um, intense game came down to the wire. Some other questionable coaching decisions, maybe, but uh, 
Dude, it was just – Yeah, uh, let's, let's talk about that. You did a perfect transition into the Lions. Now, first off, that was storybook. We talked about it. Jared uh, Jared Goff versus Matthew Stafford, and that was an absolute shootout. It came down to the wire. That game was honestly intense. Stafford like looked like he was broken inside, put in his guts, and he showed why Detroit loved him for so many years. And that is a lot. You have to go beat your former team to go to the next round of the playoffs. And hearing all the boos, I'm like, come on now, y'all. Like, I get he was on all those. Daffin of Calvin right? before the game, Megatron. Yeah, yeah it's like, hey, throw, throw two of them, but not touchdowns. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's talking about that. Throw them picks. Yeah. So, I mean, that alone, that game was awesome, 24 to 23. And like I said, that was an absolute shootout with uh, 277 uh, and a touchdown for Jerry Goff, which their running game has been a whole lot better in Detroit. And then Stafford, 367 to two touchdowns. I mean, it should have been the Rams game, could have been the Rams game, but let's talk about that Bucks game as well. That was close. Baker Mayfield, 349, three touchdowns and those two picks. Obviously, that's what it came down to was the two picks because they did lose by eight. You know what I'm saying? Like losing the turnover battle. And Jared Goff just kind of playing clean football. He had 280 for two touchdowns. And Gibbs and David Montgomery are just dogs at the running game. They have a scary, scary two-headed monster of David Montgomery, who is a starter, and then Gibbs, the rookie. Like, it's just so good. Sam Laporta has a messed up knee. He's in there still scoring touchdown. Amaha St. Brown has the blue hair going off. He has so much to prove. That defense is nasty with Aiden no, Hutchinson and Jack Campbell. Dude. As you see, I'm I'm almost out of breath just talking about the Lions and really on paper what they've came to do. Their rookie class has played not like rookies and may put them in the situation. You always talk about a draft. Oh, this is the spots they need to fill for their team to be successful. Um, the Lions did that. They filled those spots perfectly, and they said, "Here we are in the NFC Championship." The Bucks were good, Yank. The Bucks Bucks could have made it to the NFC Championship. Baker played. Baker played for a contract. I think you signed that man to a three year deal. Keep them. All right, they're going to be back. They're going to be running the NFC South as long as Mike Evans and Baker Mayfield, which Mike Evans wants him to come back. I've heard they're kind of like a package deal. The NFC South will go through unless Bill Belichick goes to Atlanta and things might uh, change up a little bit. But keep an eye on the Bucks. They had a great season. I mean, no one thought they'd win against the Eagles, and then they kept it closer. I know the score was a little bit closer than what it seemed because it seemed like a two-touchdown game. But well, and don't and don't even knock. I mean, people not gonna be like Baker and then them two picks. I mean, like one of them was tipped at the line, or no, one of them was uh, it was tipped by his receiver, it was Mike Evans, I think. And yeah, it was tipped up in the air and then picked by CJ Gardner Johnson. And it's just like, dude, that wasn't even his fault. And the, his only pick really comes at the end of the game. I thought he played absolutely lights out. Some of those throws on the run on the sidelines throughout the playoffs. I mean, it was electric. Man. As he's falling down, looking yeah, like a homie. They, they embraced his attitude, his his like tough guy mentality. Like, I love that, man. So, like, I, it was good to see that. Him and CJ kind of talking smack uh, to each other pregame was like, I don't know, it reminded me of him back at Oklahoma in a way. It just it got it got the juices flowing. I love seeing it. Wouldn't have been mad even if they won. That was the only team I was like, oh, it's cool if they beat the Lions. That's fine. Yeah, because they're another team. They're the underdog team. I know they won it with Tom Brady, but it's a whole new team Everyone since he's that. been there. Um, well, not a whole new team, but, you know, new man at the helm, which we love, Baker Mayfield. Uh, real quick, uh, other games that we kind of missed was uh, the Browns. Were the Browns. I kind of called that. The Texans are real. The Texans are going to be the AFC South dudes. For... And they're young weapons, man. I mean, Nico Collins is going to be fantastic. Tang Dell hasn't even been playing, but he's he's – Amazing. 
Do you uh, remember who said they'd be the best quarterback in the draft last year? Remember uh, who yeah. said CJ Shroud? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this guy yeah. put that in. That's as, about uh, it's a yeah, yeah, yeah. Anthony Richardson was looking great, bro. AR was looking great. Uh, CJ looking incredible, and obviously they fell. I mean, pretty poorly to the Baltimore Ravens. But the thing is about the Ravens is they might they might go win the whole Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. to lose to a potential Super Bowl champ, you're fine. You have a lot to build on. You made it to the second round of the playoffs when a lot of people thought you wouldn't. So once again, a great great season for Houston. If you're a Houston fan, like stand up, get excited. They didn't even make the mistakes. Like didn't have the turnovers, nothing like that. It's just they were just swallowed up. The line couldn't hold up against them. I mean, it's the best team right now, so it's understandable. But he proved himself. Uh, they proved themselves. I mean, they got a very bright future ahead of them in Houston. Yes, they do. And honestly, it comes up to our last game real quick. Uh, we already talked about the Chiefs. So let's just talk about the Bills. We kind of talked about them having a chance to win. Once again, it was another insane game of Chiefs-Bills going back and forth. In reality, I thought the Bills were going to win it throughout the entire game, and the Chiefs prevailed kind of owned Buffalo in the playoffs. Um, they shouldn't have been there. I mean, they had a very tough route. They had like a 6% chance at like week 11 or 12 to make the playoffs. So for them to be a dominant force in the playoffs in the second round against the Chiefs who are in the AFC Championship, like kudos to them, they really turned their season around. But I think it's I think it's time. You, I, th- I just think it's, I just think it's not even a fact of whether we think it's time. I think they're just they're gonna make the move. It's it's like they're it's like they're back in the seventies again, man. It's like four straight years getting to the same point, losing to the same team. That interior frustration is so pent up. It's just it's gonna start breaking bonds, and people are gonna get frustrated and move on and choose to go elsewhere. I don't think everybody comes back. I'd start looking at some of the big names like Stefan and all that, but it's, I just, it sucks because you feel for like the player, some of the players, like, I mean, like, even though I wanted to see the chiefs win that game, because like, same thing with you with the Packers. Like, I don't want the Bills to win. They took the division from us. Absolutely not. But you feel for like Josh Allen, the guy played his heart out. I mean, three total touchdowns, running the ball the way that he does, the weight that was carried on his shoulders, the pressure all season, and then they turn around when whatever, eight of nine to end the season. Like it was it was super impressive and it was fun to watch. But it's just I don't I do not know, man. That's six straight. That's this guy has not started and not made this guy has started and made it to the AFC championship every year. I do not I don't know. It's man. the new Brady quarterback, yes. right? Brady, yes, yes. the new Brady, and it's really cool. I'm not gonna him. say that yet. Let's not say that because they're straight AFCs. Come on now, if he goes, he, ain't won, he ain't won enough titles to say he Brady yet. Come on, he's close. Uh, it was an absolute electric game. It's why we sign up. It's why we love watching football. So like that game just made all football fans happy. At the end of the day, another close game, and hopefully, uh, it'll be somewhat close this weekend. Um, real quick, we already said score prediction for Chiefs. My last hot take. Yank, before you sign us off, 49ers beat the Lions 24-14. Yeah, this is the one where I'm going like 35-21 Lions. All right, all right. Uh, This is where I believe. I believe in golf this week. All right, all right. Well, thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the Mickey Zizzy Podcast. We're back. Preview, baby. We back. Sign us off. Hey, if you're talking sports, it's the matchup. Mickey here with Zizzy, yeah, we cutting it up. Just a couple athletic enthusiasts. You know what it is, the Mickey Zizzy podcast.
Have a great night, everybody. Peace. Peace.